Hello, Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Radiant Black Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my friends and fellow podcast co-hosts, Ali and Matt, but also two special guests and uh, the the amazing creative team behind Beast Heart Strikers, Landon Pitts and Joe Hunter. How's everyone doing today? I'm all right. How are you? I'm excited. <laughs> you, used, you used my full name. Wow, I haven't done that in years. I mean, I want everyone to know who you are, obviously. So they, <laughs> you know, that's your amazing work. <laughs> Bash is a professional entertainment journalist here. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's got the full names and all. But yeah, super excited to talk about Beast Heart Strikers, which has been a joy since uh, since issue 11 to uh, check out to see uh, Joe's awesome art, the really great story. And, you know, Frank's letters are intense as well. Fit right into this uh, nice little story. How did you guys originally have eight? Did you have to specifically write the narrative to get these eight pages or did you just already have some like a plan for this so yeah we we've had this book for about three years now uh over well <laughs> it was over at comicsology and then uh that got nuked um i have Fucking to re-upload bitches. it i know i have to re-upload everything and we were working on the doc um literally this afternoon on re-uploading and then taking it back to print because it's just been a DIY book uh, for a while. I think our first thing we had like a ash can or like sneak peek for for the book at like New York 2018, I think, and that's where I met um, Matt Groom. Uh, I met Matt oh. Groom there because um, he and Joe were friends at the time, and uh, I met Joe through mutual friends over at Instagram and. Um, I was just like, man, let's just work on something. And then we just kind of slowly but surely got this plan together. So we, we, we have our we have our books. It's just we, we came up with this plot for Kyle. And then Kyle and M- Michael gave us notes. And they're like, man, I would just nuke this. And let me tell you what I would do. And so we were like, oh, yeah, that, that makes actually a lot of sense. Uh, but it was, it, it was great working with um, Michael and Kyle. Um, and they really helped us forge a different... Uh, but similar story and what we've already had and laid the groundwork for as we uh, just kind of took it to this level over uh, with them an image. They suggested more tantalizing pieces or? They suggested basically, well, uh, basically they gave us the groundwork for like, because I had said, you know, what if they, you know, their powers, here's what we're kind of planning with their powers. It's like, it uh, it's similar to like how the Power Rangers sort of use the essence of like there's with the green candle kind of connected that storyline like when this kind of runs out and like how sort of Spawn worked in the beginning with if you remember the basis of like Spawn like there's a countdown to his powers if he uses powers the countdown would get smaller and smaller so he's like well you know that that could work but what if it's kind of like the opposite? What if like they're immortal? Like they get these powers and it's they're 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 it's servitude. Like they have to stick with this sort of deal. I'm like, oh, that works. And it's like, yeah, I think about like social media and like, you know, everything. It's it's hard to it's harder and harder to hide that's that's something i would kind of consider too and so we just kind of took that idea and i uh gave kyle a breakdown on what i kind of want to do for the first you know for the parts and he's like that's great go with it let's go so yeah that's that's sort of the um conception of this version of uh, bhs awesome awesome when did you guys know that you're going to be a, a backstory in reading black uh, before Radiant Black One hit. Damn! Oh wow! <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. So you guys are waiting. It's the soon meme, just waiting uh, for your issue. It was. That's it, cool. it was. It was. We knew he was going to have because I've been friends with Kyle for uh, a few years now, and God, what? That was New York. That was New York 2019 before the world fell apart. Uh, Kyle came by my tape. Yeah, Kyle came by my table and I introduced him to Joe and Kyle was like, well, here's what I got going on. And he kind of told me the groundwork of like he wants to do like this Ultraman style, you know, Americana book. And he kind of he told me the essence of he's like, I got something over an image that might be good. And so we started talking 
And he's like, yeah, I want to do backup features with like kind of Toku stories and like magical girl stories and sort of things in that element. Uh, would you would you be interested in doing backups? And we're like, yes, <laughs> a thousand percent. Match made so, so yeah, I think our first part. Oh God, we. I think our first part we turned in was like, because I know that came out in December, and I think we turned that shit in in like August, Wait. September. So, yeah. Oh Jesus! It was a while. It, it, time has time has no meaning in the you know in the in the now times. Uh, in the world we're living in, but yeah. it's definitely like no, because we finished that last part back in March. So uh, the final chapter that hit today, we finished that back in March. So uh, yeah, and because everything kind of got delayed with like the paper shortage and like the printing issues, so our schedule kind of got moved around. Uh, I think we were pressed for one part. That was like I totally forgot on because uh, Michael gave us the deadlines and I was like, "There's no way that's right," and so we did it. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I I think he meant like because he typed in it was due on like the sixth, but what he meant was the sixteenth. So <laughs> so even on top of that, like we were we got it done, but it was a it was a bustle for a minute. Um, but yeah, we know we knew. We knew before the book hit we were going to be involved in some way. Nice. So that's I think that's that's kind of cool. So Joe, I have a question for you, buddy. First of all, I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> I like your art. <laughs> that's that's not a question, but go on. No, yes. The question <laughs> is I noticed that my first introduction to your art is uh the radium black issue four. I noticed that you did the artwork for the Marshall School of Business. So yeah, did, how'd you how'd you come to do that? And first of all, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I think the first thing we said, and I, I hope this is taken as a compliment because that's how we mean it. But the first thing we said when we said is like this reminds me of Beast Heart Striker specifically a lot of like Castle uh, Castle Crashers. So yes, we loved yes. that immediately. <laughs> we had that whimsical attachment to it. <laughs> uh, you can say I thank you. I remember how that actually happened. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, is castle oh before we go i'm sorry to interrupt joe what is castle crashers it's a video <gasps> it's, it is a whimsical video game oh okay <laughs> i've never heard of it days. yeah oh, okay that's probably why i never had a 360 so okay bit of a cult classic okay gotcha sorry go on joe uh i don't remember i think kyle just popped into my instant or direct messages on twitter and asked if i wanted to do something and I said yes. There's not oh, yeah. really much more to the story than that. Fuck. Um. <laughs> I mean, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Was it an easy script to adapt? I mean, it, it was just one page, and you just kind of have to do some dialogue scenes. Was it that, that difficult to do? No, not at all. Nice. Yeah, I, I love the way it turned out. Yeah. The Marshall School of Business is, is a treat. Oh, yeah. Well, back to Beast Heart Strikers. So... What was the next question you had, Addy? Uh, I was kind of wondering uh, when or maybe if we would ever see more of these Heart Strikers. Because I, I, I did not know um, that the last backup page would be the last one. But it does yeah, say, you know, yeah, it'll be continuing. All, so, or yeah, they're only, so there are only four parts because, uh, you know, 20-page story. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we have issues two and three. I'm looking at them right now on my shelf. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just they Damn are it. available online. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, again, we, we we're going to take these. We're going to take these because um, we did have original issue one that's kind of like a skeleton of what this new book is uh but now that you know amazon nuked everything we can just start fresh because people like they get rid of my books and i'm like well good news bad news <laughs> here's, here's going to be this other thing we just did collected because uh it'll never be collected by image they don't have the rights um so we own everything about that so uh we have issues two and three like 
right here. Serge Acuna did our cover for issue three. Ooh. So, Ooh. Uh, like, yeah. Because um, him and I go back because we did uh, we did some WWE stuff together over at Boom when uh, I was over at Boom. So oh, yeah. we met up and we just we just headed off. God, that's three years ago. Jesus. And <laughs> so we just kind of hit it off, became friends, and we have something together for the Psycho Gorman Kickstarter. And then we have a 24-page one-shot uh, I can't talk about yet. And then he's, I was like, hey, you want to do our cover? We just... And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And then I showed Kyle, and he was like, who is this? So I introduced them, and then Kyle got him to do <laughs> cover for Radiant. So it uh, it kind of works, because I know because I know his wife, Kath. Oh, no, because I know Serge is doing a cover for uh, Infernal Girl Red. I think he okay. did so, a cover. So we have you to thank for that. We have yeah, you to he, thank for the Radiant Black cover, the Infernal Girl Red cover, and Beast Heart Strikers. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he's easy to work with when he's not dying because uh, DC got a hold of him and put him to work immediately. Um, <laughs> so he's been incapacitated for months, but his stuff is just so good. And uh, uh, he's a great guy. But yeah, um, after this is over, just send me your addresses and I'll just send you, I'll just send you some uh copies um not a problem until we can get we had a Damn. we had our buddy jeff tremel who worked as the lead create uh, lead writer for uh craig of the creek on cartoon network he did a he did a one-page short with us in the back end for bhs that's awesome so like we're we're connected and we're trying to do what we can with it yeah but we have issues two and three but we are going to take it like we we want to see it into the world and not just like between us. So we're, we're doing what we can with it. Like uh, Joe sent uh, some pitch docs and everything uh, over today. And it's just been a day of trying to get this back into print over at Amazon. And then at the same time, like trying to show it to publishers that have been interested. So uh, yeah. It's kind of funny because when you said it was on Comixology, I just looked it up. Nothing shows up. But then when I look it up on Google, I see yeah. uh, a, a link for Beast Strikers number two. Yeah. Comics, comics, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Comixology. Yeah. I click That's on what it. It's nothing. Yeah. So yeah. It sucks. It sucks a lot. So I'm very sorry <laughs> about that. I'm very sorry. Yeah, but it's not fun. This whole thing with Comixology affecting a lot of people. It, yeah, because every now and then it would be like, what is this like 80 bucks for? And it would just be like quick, uh, small, like residuals from Amazon. So <laughs> just like, it sucks a lot. It sucks so much. Um, but I, I'm thankful Joe and I became friends and then he brought in Frank. And it's so funny. Uh, one of our first reviews that came in um, from our first backup. I got compared to Grant Morrison. Joe got compared to Brian O'Malley. God. And, and then Frank. Frank <laughs> got comparisons. I mean. And then Frank, uh, some, the review was like, really good orange use there. So it was like, <laughs> Grant Morrison, Brian O'Malley, orange. 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 <laughs> not even Orange Cassidy. Jeez. No, yeah. no, no. Not even that apathetic. Uh, so it was just funny to us, but it was still like, uh, you know, everyone got mentioned. Um, but yeah, I, I know what I wanted when we redid this and I, I had a better idea. I've become a stronger writer since then, uh, especially with Michael and Kyle leading my wild ass. I need someone to rein me in. And so I would send in stuff and Kyle would be like, this is all good, but let's delete this. Let's get rid of this and let's start over here. I think this would be a really good, better place. And I'm like, it's you're right, buddy. When... You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy when the guys that killed off their protagonist in issue four are the ones that are like, you know, oh, I know, to like right? get the foot off the gas. <laughs> no, no, to be fair. Now, to be fair, Nate isn't dead. To be fair. True. To be fair. Because I said that because I actually, I wrote in, um, uh, Michael printed one of my letters. Mm. And I was like, how would you do that? And he's like, no. He's not. Who's to say he's dead? 
I'm not saying he's dead. He can be dead right now, but who can say? <laughs> um, but Michael's a trip to Michael's been a trip to work with. Um, I'm just really excited. I was talking to Matt like not too long ago because every uh, he had to, he just had to do this huge update with Infernal Go Red because that shit should have already been out in March. Yeah. And so he did this whole delay because I was one of the first backers on that on Kickstarter. And he did this whole thing and I just kind of messaged him. I was like, hey, I saw your whole thing. And I'm like, man, I hope you're not sweating it. I'm not sweating it. And it's just comics as a whole right now has just been kind of bleeding. Like the fact that Image point blank said we're not going to do second printings for anything. It's wild. Just because there's there's not enough resources it's insane so so for them to say like yeah no more no more mass second printings of anything is just crazy to me so books that are, you know should be out and i think i think they're aiming for because supermassive already hit i think he said november i think something like that uh in that latest update um but that's just wild that just stuff like this just got affected so but yeah um that's off topic sorry for ranting you have probably more questions and talk about things <laughs> no it's all informative i was actually wondering i was like why haven't there been more radiant black second printings lately and that that's of course most likely why because we're at a paper Probably which more. is crazy Yes. Image, image yeah. in general, like, yeah. And then but Marvel's back, man. Marvel's back to, like, shitting those second prints out. So I expect, yeah. hopefully, <laughs> it's, like, literally, like, how I'm looking today. It's, like, Carnage got a second print, Ghost Rider, third Everything print. Like, that shit's still print. at the shelves at my store. Like, I'm pretty sure at the most stores, but somehow they're, they're being reprinted, whatever. Um, well, they, but they can do that because they're not doing, but they're also not going and distributing through Diamond as well anymore. That's true. They, they went through, are they at Random House? I think they're at Random House now. Yep, they're at Random yeah, House or Simon and Schuster because I know DC went to somebody else too. So for like distribution level, like Diamond got hit like that. Diamond got hit hard. Um, supposedly, I mean, Steve Jeff can afford it. He's a you know fucking millionaire. Um, yep. But yeah, I just yeah, Image did that whole thing where they're like, we're not going to do second printings for the for foreseeable future. So projects, you know, I know a lot of people who had books, who had projects at Oni, Dark Horse, Image, that just are got put on the back burner because they just got basically put in a queue. And just like, okay, well, we can print this now, but this has to be moved here. We can print, move this now, and everything kind of got relocate, uh, relocated. And it's just wild that it just got disrupted this hard and this fast. So, but yeah, if you're wondering why, uh, no second printings, um, that was a corporate uh, company-wide decree. Okay. It's interesting seeing how just before your your book even like launched, you had, it, you know, you crafted it like three years ago and then you went through the process with uh, Kyle and Michael. It's, it's interesting. What advantages do you see in getting the chance to tackle this before it's even in print, before you even have four issues finished? Has there been... Uh, any major changes and are you glad that you didn't go a certain direction oh i'm uh i feel definitely glad we did this because now i feel like it's a stronger product it's a stronger story i became a stronger writer uh there's um there's this story um i so joe and i went to this local con up here god when was that november was that november, november? Was that, that was before thanksgiving uh, I had Joe come out here, and we were guests at this local con. And the last time this con hit, this guy came up to me and was like, "Oh, can you look at my comic?" And it happens like it happens throughout. You know, like, "Hey, can you just look at my stuff?" And it's it's great. And it's hard to do a lot of times because <laughs> people just hand you like a script. Joe, you know this story very well. And so <laughs> this so guy, this guy handed me. A 14 by 17 notepad, uh, like of barely penciled comic pages, no lettering, no like 
anything, anything. He just handed it. And I was like, well, this is cool. Where's your, where's your comic? And he was like, this is it. I was like, buddy, this is a pile of paper. This is a fire hazard. This is like, (laughs) (laughs) this is cumbersome. There's like an office depot across the street. Like ink, ink can get letters on this and maybe you can make like a hash scan or something. And he's like, well, yeah, I guess. Well, would you mind signing the back of it? I'm like, sure. So I signed the back of it. And he's like, you're nicer to the guy who wrote Power Rangers. And I was like, Kyle? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't even sign it or look at it. He told me the same thing. And I'm like, yeah, that about right. That about right. Yeah, because working with Kyle now is like, yeah, Kyle's a, Kyle's a kind taskmaster. And I love him for it. Um, and so working with Kyle now, I was like, that's exactly what he would tell you. He, he would, he, no, I can't imagine, I can't imagine him being, uh, him being as gentle as I was to that guy. I, I wonder if Kyle was almost as stern, um, as he was with me and that's good. I, I, anytime I do, you know, I, Brian Stillfreeze and, Oh man, there's another one. James Heron do really good portfolio reviews. Toby Cypress is a really good uh, portfolio review too. And they always ask, I love this question. They always ask, like, do you want an ass kissing or an ass kicking? <laughs> and, and I always, you know, I, I always want to take like just just give it to me. Just give it to me. And I gotta learn. I gotta learn through your harshness. And 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 they just, you know, they'll destroy you. But but I think you become a better person. And it's not out of, like, hate or, no. you know, <laughs> malfeasance. It's just or maliciousness. The big words. It, <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a writer. I think I got it. And uh, so um, it, it's through, like, no, you, you want to become a better creator you want to become a better writer through this man don't you like well you gotta like stop doing xyz uh pdq (laughs) like yeah that makes sense uh but i mean kyle learned under you know scott snyder when he was doing nightwing and doing like crossovers and everything like that i mean he uh, he worked under richard donner in hollywood you know so so like kyle definitely has that sort of mentality of like okay well this is what really needs to do. And here's why this works. Here's why this doesn't work. But I like what you have here. I don't like what you have here. And here's why. It's not just anytime someone looks at my stuff, even, you know, when I was doing stuff over Boom or doing stuff over, um, uh, you know, when I do stuff, uh, Lethal Comics, I have a, I learned a book of mine will debut or premiere at Thought Bubble this year. That's rad. So, I can't wait for people to see that. But also at the same time, I'm like, I'm always on comic book. People say don't look at the reviews and I'm the exact opposite. And because I want to, I want to learn if I'm doing something wrong. Am I just, am, am I fucking up? Is it is the problem me? Um, in some case, it's not. No, this person just doesn't know how to, you know. But uh, at the same time, <laughs> like there is that rarity in that instance of like, oh, wait, no, there's, Oh, I can kind of see why that doesn't work, or hmm. I don't know. I, 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 writing and especially comics. People ask me, "Did you go to school for this?" I'm like, "No, I went to school to become a the. I'm a, I'm a theater major, uh, with a concentration in screenplay analysis. So, nerd. yeah, oh yeah, nerd, definitely nerd. Um, but, and that's okay. Um. But that's what, you know, that's kind of why we're all here. But comics is kind of like you have to learn on the job. Uh, mm. Unless you go to, like, SCAD and can afford uh, a million dollars or, you know, Art Institute where they have sequential art programs. Yeah. You, where you do learn that. But otherwise, like, I mean, I had to learn on the job with just how to write, like, a, you know, how to handle, like, a comic script. Because uh, my first, my first published work over a boom was a two-page story about the undertaker so <laughs> not like, a bad way to start unless it was but it, 
Uh, no, this was going into Survivor Series 92. I wrote a story about Ooh. Paul Bearer and Taker making Kamala's coffin. And, but it was two pages. And I was like, mm. man, how do you do, like, can you do story in two pages? So I did it. And Tom King is like, is a neighbor. Uh, I'm neighbors with Tom King. Oh. And so I just kind of sent it to him and he talked about it. He's like, oh yeah, that's real good. And here's how I would do this instead. And I would add like this real quick. But other than that, man, yeah, this is Chris. This is, it delivers. And so when I sent it to my editor, Jasmine Amiri, who's now an editor over at uh, Onya right now and doing great stuff. Um, she had like one or two notes in lettering proof. And other than that, she's like, this is great. Awesome. Good job. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> uh, so I felt confident in at least uh, in that. But looking at like later stuff, I was like, oh, man, I could have done this here. And uh, I did this story with um, Kendall Good, who was amazing. When I wrote Taker again, I did Biker Taker versus Jeff Hardy in the ladder match for the uh, Undisputed title when we were uh, celebrating, I think, the 25th, inter 25th anniversary of Raw. And uh, I look at it now, and I was like, man, I did Kindle dirty and learning, you know, and seeing what Kindle was like really capable of now. And we have a, we did a Terminator short that's stupid good because Kindle is stupid good. And I told him that. I told him every every time he posts up something else, I was like, man, I feel like we should work again. And we're trying to work on something else. We're trying to get some something else out in the world. And I told him I felt like I, I did him dirty. And he's like, no, we both were learning on the job. I should have learned better. And, I, you know, I feel like I did this here. And it, it's it's definitely learning what your, you know, what your collaborator is getting used to. And it was it's funny because I'll I'll send pages over to, you know, see show friends. And <laughs> no one says anything nice about me. Everyone just talks about how great Joe has gotten. <laughs> <laughs> like to watch the uh, to watch evolution of like how's joe she's gotten oh i didn't tell you that joe i sent some stuff over to surge and he's literally was like wow watching joe evolve has just been absolutely killer i'm oh, like God. yeah i know <laughs> but joe no, do your friends say anything good about land's work jeez probably Sorry. probably not probably not no <laughs> i was hoping so no that's and that's, that's and that's, that's cool okay. That. I'm just the writer. So anytime <laughs> somebody, anytime I have somebody over at my table, um, it's like, did you draw this? No, I'm just the writer. So. <laughs> I can relate. But no it, one's, no one's ever like, oh look, he said he's the goddamn Batman. Unless it gets like, right, 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, well, right for the memes. That's what I'm learning today. Exactly. I mean, I guess that's uh, that's part of the creative collaboration, right? You get input from other people, and then Joe kind of has to bring it to life on paper, right? Yeah, but he does. I mean, he elevates my script a lot. Um, that first page that we have in this uh, in this new part that's out today, we were working on God, even working with Frank, and he'll tell me <laughs> like, "Hey." Just dog won't hunt. There's too many goddamn words here. You gotta like slim it back. <laughs> and I'm like, oh right, I guess I do. So my, I learned this from Ron Mars. Uh, I've known Ron for God, almost 13 years. Oh no, 15 years now. And Ron was one of my first like men, like the first one of my first writers. I kind of you know followed as a career uh, as a kid. And just like if his name was on it, I, I ended up buying it. And so when I turned pro, he was one of the first people I just kind of contacted anything out of the blue. I was like, hey, you know, I want to do this, you know, this, that. And he, you know, he was a mentor. He was my first mentor in the industry. And what he told me was pretty great. And it's something that I just kind of got used to. You basically want to make the artist's job as easy as possible. Because it's easy to redo what you do rather than them redoing what they do. Makes sense. So, so that page, so that first page today in this, in the backup, um, I, I, I think I rewrote it 
and Joe had that whole thing about, I was like, oh, you know, what would you do this? And Joe had Kraken piloting the the inside of the, of the claw, but he made it look like the inside of, um, it, it's, it's Batman Beyond in the futuristic Batmobile. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, but how we reworked that, I was like, oh man, that's so fucking good. So I rewrote the dialogue and I don't know how many times we wrote that last page like where it's 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 them defeating the monster and then them standing by the ashes and then it's Orama coming and announcing her return and then it's them on the kraken and then it's the team at the bottom and then that first and then the first original dialogue like the balloons would have been goddamn everywhere uh, oh can i cuss on this show i should have asked i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> we swear as much as radiant black does so yeah. oh, oh, okay Okay, I have okay. no fil- I have no filter. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's all good. It's it's, good. <laughs> we have to. I was talking to um, I was talking to Todd McFarlane not too long ago and talking about what shows we're doing, and he's like, I feel bad for anyone who has to put up with me because I have to relearn my social graces. And I was like, I feel the same way. Just oh my god, awful. So I'm so sorry if I'm offending you. Um, <laughs> no, it's but, uh. So we wrote that. How many times did we rewrite that last page? It had to be three or four. Like six. Six? Yeah, that feels about yeah. right. <laughs> that feels about right. Just to like make sure everything, uh, like because Frank's, re- uh, we have a we have a you know a group chat uh, with the three of us there, and Frank's like, okay, well here's what I can do, but here's what we want to do, and. I, yeah, I rewrote that last part so many times because I didn't want Joe to have to redraw anything. And that was so it was me and Frank working together to make sure that Joe's job was the easiest. Like he didn't have to redraw anything. So we we're reworking the dialogue to make it match the art better. And hmm. I think that's a um I think that's a uh, I think that's a really good collaborative goal. Is doesn't matter if your scripts like God tier whatever. If your artist, if it doesn't match the art, try to match the art the best you can. Um, unless it's completely like tonal, like complete tonal shift, and the art is just like, well, that's that's not what we should do. And here, you know, here's what I'm going for here. Um, but for the most for the most part, yeah, it was um it was Frank and I trying to rework the dialogue, try to make sure at least it fits um um just make it better so Joe didn't have to redraw things. I think Joey drew like one or two panels in this last batch, I think for the most part. Um I love that, that panel with the moon, with the squid and the moon. Uh, that's really well done. I really dig that. Just the, a space squid in general is like top tier. Like yeah. that's already the best book. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Holy. Yeah. That's like, we, I mean, we this... talk... sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, just from, from an aesthetic, it was basically like, we wanted to be like, even going down to like our striker costumes. It, I mean, they're, it's a combination of Voltron and mask man uh, from the mask, Ma- the Sentai mask man series. Oh. And so we're we're pulling from all over the place. And so we wanted to be as ridiculous as possible. So I kind of felt like their their fortress of operations, their base of operations should be as mobile as possible. But it, you want it to look cool. So when Joe's like, hey, can the bad guys be all cryptids? I'm like, yes, a thousand percent. <laughs> Absolutely. Because cryptid just means hidden. It's secret. Okay. So you can make so one of Zelgus's title is King of the Hidden. That's cool. Um, I dig that. Yeah. So just it's you know it's a hidden army, uh, and the fact that you know Zelgus eventually came to Earth and he became Mothman, like just kind of, and so you know he, he had his whole kind of like urban deal going around and everything like that. Um, and the fact that we still wanted to use Kyle and Michael had no notes about Zelg, uh, Zelgus's ultimate weapon being the absolute unit. 
Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> that's what I was going to say earlier. That's literally my favorite line <laughs> in the panel and the entire thing. Like, I actually <laughs> laughed out loud when I read that part. It's just a play on, like, the ultimate nullifier from, like, Marvel Comics. But just, like, <laughs> can it just be the absolute? Because it's, like, you know, it's it's an absolute, it's the absolute unit. Um, and we eventually go into I what it does. Stupid joke, but okay. <laughs> What'd you say? I said I just wanted to do it as a stupid joke, but okay. Oh no, it is hey, a stupid it joke, but it, yeah, I loved landed, it. yeah, that's 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 good. Um, We're in the post meme culture now too, where we just play to the memes, right? And like it really hits home. Like absolute unit, yeah. Th- this book get, gets seen by more people. That'll definitely trend for sure. Also, Tundra <laughs> Knuckles, badass. I love that. Yes, that's a yes. good move. Um, is that a narwhal? Bash is having a yes, it is. Was that uh, Bash, Wait, Bash is get... having a little bit of a mic issue, but he wanted me to ask you about um the Kraken. And correct me if I'm wrong, it's it's a, there's a little squid inside the big squid, right? And then the little squid has a little friend floating next to him. That's his husband. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, because yeah, Kraken's piloting the claw, so Dr. Kraken made this ship and fortress based after himself so um, his little friend uh in that page i think that's that page i think that's that first page where we have uh kraken down piloting and it's just choop on his shoulder isn't it uh he's peeking out from behind the chair but yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's just chupa behind yeah that's his husband chupacabra <laughs> okay cool awesome i love that that's great that's amazing it's just creeps marrying creeps you nasty <laughs> his little shirt's cool too it's like uh, he's got the pocket protector he's getting to work <laughs> with the one he, thing. He, he's a doctor of it's, true. Course. it's true it's true <laughs> but you really should be unsure of his actual phd Duly noted. That's right, uh, Beast Star Striker fans. Uh, write that down. Write that down. Could be a fake PhD. Could have gone to Wait. Trump University. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Didn't somebody ask us what is he a doctor of one time? She said, yeah, did I, you say economics? No. <laughs> Word life. Uh, no. I think I because uh, we do have a we do have a line in we do have a line in issue two where. It's him and Devilbird getting into it, and God, I can't remember the line. It's something about how she's like, she doubts him being really a doctor. Something, it's something about like, it's a joke because like, why would this man be a doctor? But again, all the Toku villains are nonsensical for the most part, and I wanted to be, and their whole aesthetic is kind of a different season of Sentai. So he's definitely more of the like Power Ranger. He's like Zero Ranger and some O Ranger kind of tied together. It's just ridiculous. And I love Joe's design across the board every time. But we haven't gotten to, I haven't written it in yet. And it's going to come later. I think about issue five where Kraken gets his like Krang suit. Oh, <laughs> aren't we all in crank suits when you think about it? But yeah, continue. We are. We are. We are all in our own crank suits. Our body is just in a different way. Um, Because uh, I'll I'll do that with my cats and kind of do my crank impression if I just kind of lift them up. <laughs> <laughs> just, but um, but yeah, no, Joe had that really good idea of like, hey, what if we sent what if we sent Kraken down? He's a monster, but he's in like this crank suit. And so he showed it to me. I'm like, yes, my God, I love this so much. Um, I'm so again, like, I'm all like, in. we we want to be as ridiculous, but at the same time, like the story we actually have, the story at heart is is the team and the whole idea. I think there's that line in that first page again. I I kind of really love, or I think I may have hinted at it. Um, like it was. Uh, I think I'm going to, I think I have it later, but it's basically like, um, it was, it was in the last part with Cardia dreaming of Orama and basically Orama like letting you know that Cardia, you know, letting Cardia know that she's here. And it's sort of like, you know, if time heals all wounds, what happens when time stands still? And so it's, it's, 
something about the whole idea about you're never really going to heal from things you can't let go of. And the fact that, um, uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. If time heals all wounds, what happens when time stands still? I did have that. Yeah, I did have that note. And that's kind of a lesson that learned because Orama is never really going to let go of how Cardia hurt her and vice versa. And so you have this, uh, the overarching story about um, these two sisters that are kind of bound by this bound by this power that one kind of threw away and then one that's kind of cut off from forever. And when we get into our whole mythology about, you know, how the heart stones actually work and how, and why Rama do, did what she did and why she feels betrayed and how, you know, um, it's going to be kind of like, um, it's, it's going to be sort of, um, I, I have kind of, outlined it as um rusty venture and uh the monarch but actually sad (laughs) 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 like because you want it to be you know you can have your jokes and everything but you want to actually have like a you know you want to actually have like emotional beat and it's and it's also this team of these you know bex is sort of the leader but she's surrounded by these people who have been here you know on earth for centuries and have done this for so much longer and you know her place and why the redstone hat you know found her and why it chose her and and her whole thing is going to be pretty great but i think i think i think the best thing i think people aren't going to expect and we've we we've, we've drawn this i think 18 times i think joe has like 18 different designs but when we get to the broken striker, that's I think because they come from the energy of a broken heart. Ooh. And I think that's gonna be the weirdest thing I think that we're probably gonna have in here. And I and I know Joe has like a folder of these designs because I've kept a I have a I have a folder on my phone with these designs, but he's probably done this the um that strike here about eight uh 18 times by now so yeah um but when we finally get to the sixth striker the cerebrus striker i think that's also going to be a pretty interesting thing how we finally get to that too which is is like the the three-headed dog Mm -hmm. okay cool yeah there is uh there is a six striker we've shown her like on our twitters and stuff um but we've never given their identity we we i don't even think we've hinted at like who they are um but and i love how everyone's like oh so you're gonna have like a common writer kinda (laughs) kinda like there's there's this we have like a whole we have like a whole thing i think like um when it becomes definitely more like how I've kind of pitched this as it's Sailor Moon through the lens of Power Rangers. Because Sailor Moon deals with like all the stuff we kind of touched on. The Fallen Kingdom, Love in the Stars, time travel, yeah. all this, all this stuff is going to be played out. Yeah. And what people think is one what this book is and what they think it is, it's kind of like how it's kind of what people think about Steven Universe at first, how it's like, oh, it's this cute little kid. And then, like, oh, wait, no, there's this intergalactic civil war that he's uh, having to be drawn in for reasons. And that's... Right, right. (laughs) And that's kind of where we're going to be going down the line. There's a bigger story at play, but I really hope people enjoy their little jokes right now. No, I mean, so far, so far it's been pretty enjoyable. That's why uh, I'm kind of excited or hopeful that we get a little bit more but i mean uh, i wanted to ask to both of you is there anything else you guys are working on that we might be seeing soon a certain psycho gore man perhaps (laughs) oh (laughs) that should be out hopefully soon um did you watch the movie a few times to to get to really just bask in the psycho gore man greatness or oh yeah i mean uh, it became one of my whole so that was one thing i manifested like i I don't, 
I know I wasn't really into the whole idea of manifesting. That's like hippie dippy shit. But 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 it works. But 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 it works so hard. <laughs> it works so hard. Like I saw the movie, and I tweeted, like I just tweeted at the account, like, "Oh my god, it's my favorite movie of the year." So they followed me back, and so I DM'd them literally a minute later and was like, "Oh my god, you guys are the best." Dot dot dot. If you ever want to make a comic, you let me know. And then they did. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and that's how I got to write, write Witchmaster, which is um, pretty great because she's Rita Repulsor on meth. Um, oh. <laughs> so uh, it's great. Uh, so the Kickstarter um, is that still active? Oh no! It it it's we were waiting on a whole bunch of people because um, I think it'll probably it was supposed to come out so that whole thing got delayed. It was supposed to launch over the summer and then it launched in the fall and now a whole bunch of stuff got delayed again mm. because of just printing. It's all printing, but like it's done. <laughs> it's Is it going done. to the stores or just to backers? uh we're trying to get distribution we're trying to figure out how to definitely backers first but i i know there's a when things come together i think there is a oh my god retail there's a retail pack so you can definitely hit your store up and tell them you want to retail because i think that's how we're doing how lethal is doing with a few things, but I definitely, I definitely think that's going to be the case, but there is something I can't announce yet, but if you're nice, maybe after we get done, I can, I can talk about it after we get on like off record. Um, (laughs) but, uh, Joe's always working. You're always working. What are you doing, Joe? I talked enough. What are you doing? Oh fuck! Um, what am I doing? Oh god! Uh, Other than awesome Sailor Moon, <laughs> existential uh, question. <laughs> he he didn't even want to draw that. I made the joke. I'm like, hey, you should do a Sailor Moon Moon Night. He's like, like everybody else. I'm like, shut up and do it. And then, <laughs> that was literally the conversation. And then he did, and then he went viral. So, yeah, it's yeah. clean as hell. It's a really good interpretation. I, isn't it so good? Tell him yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it really is. Start doing NFTs right now. Let's get in the NFT game. We're crypto pros. We're sheer now. Let's go. No, but oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's it really is good. I'm not just saying it. Two great IPs coming together, but yeah, it turned out great. Um, Joe, what are you working on? Uh oh, god. Um, trying to work through my way through some commissions at the moment. Um. Uh, working on a thing for an anthology that I can't really talk about quite yet. Um, and oh, that's right. That thing. <laughs> I totally, we were just talking about that. Um, but you're always doing like art for people. Like you do that Gumpla thing. You did that Gumpla charity art. You did, um, you did some, you just designed a wrestler's mart, uh, a whole wrestler's costume. Two of them. But... Their gear. For what? What promotion? Who? Uh, I Can you say? Didn't really talk about it yet because okay, like okay. there's been like a proper debut yet, but um, I probably won't shut up about it when it happens. So <laughs> can you tease the promotion even, or is it that low key? Um, they aren't really with a promotion at the moment. They were, <laughs> and they will be again with that new gear, I imagine. But yeah, no, yes. still that's really cool. So stay tuned to Joe's Twitter to figure out when that is. Like, no, but seriously, that that's cool. Like re- designing wrestling gear, like that's amazing. Doing that and comics, I mean, it's a nerd's dream, really. <laughs> Is it not though? Is it not? Land before I forget, uh, which wrestler uh, did you want to write for the most, and did you get a chance to when you're writing the WWE comics? I had okay. So here's oh my God. This is a whole goddamn story too. Uh, I wrote. I want Joe to talk more, uh, but. Because he's great, and people people love him exponentially more than they ever give me the time of day. So uh, I think it, I think it's a good collaborative effort because people tolerate uh, my work through Joe's art. Um, <laughs> but um, but I they said 
I can talk about it now because it's it's been over for years. But they said yes to a lot more stuff than they said no to. But I got a lot of no's that bummed me out. One of the no's is the famous thing where I wanted to do where they're like, we want to celebrate like uh, old old superstars. Hmm. And so there is a list. They never showed you the list. But there is a list of names that we could not do. And the reason we we never saw the list is because they didn't want the list linked. But if we pitched somebody, they would just tell us, like, no, we can't do that because they're they're telling us no. Yeah. Um, so because my things went with two, my I went with I worked through Boom and then I worked with WWE's licensees. Okay. So uh, and then their writers and like everything what they had planned. So the Chris uh, Benoit comic didn't come to fruition, I assume. <laughs> no, no, it did not. Uh, Chris, bon- Chris Benoit, King of Hell. Um, but, I pit- <laughs> but I pitched a Max Moon origin story. Oh, said no. uh, I don't even know who Max Moon is. Like that's. Oh, buddy. Yeah. So what happened? All right. So he's. All right, so just Google Max Moon. It's great. Look at this fucking fucking costume. So he's billed from the future, first of all. (laughs) First of all, dope. Wait, is Conan? Is that a Conan gimmick? He was. Oh, my God. It was the first guy to wear the costume is Conan, and then he quit. And then the second guy to wear the costume is in a – he's part of the current lawsuit with them. So that's why we couldn't do it. But I didn't know that. So what I did was I pitched like he's this he was this ultimate fighter from space. Amazing. And so right automatically. So and he he they had to uh, he was told to lay down for this fight. And yeah. he said no. So he became on the lamb. So. Uh, he got shot down and he's like, well, wherever I am, I hope they're ready for some competition. And then he opens his spaceship doors and he's outside Titan Towers. Amazing. But the reason he sucks in the WWF is because his body density wasn't used to gravity. That's great. <laughs> he kind of looks like Mega Man for those that are uh, yes. audio listening. Very much Mega Man. It almost oh, yeah, like, I see it. Yeah. His pyro, his pyro came from his gun. His arm cannon. He'd get into the <laughs> ring and he'd shoot off his pyro. Okay, that's that's sweet. Like I, this, the fact that this wasn't created, I feel like you've got your next indie comic where this could just be <laughs> legally distinct enough. And I feel like you've got at least you've got at least me buying all the covers uh, and the variants. Right. <laughs> but no, that's that's amazing. I can't imagine working with WWE's licensing and like having fun. That's a difficult, uh, you know, tightrope to walk. But you can probably write about the current stuff. But to write about the really obscure, weird yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, right, right, exactly. But I mean, I got to write Shinsuke. Shinsuke told me I was cool. So like, oh, that was, that's all I you. wanted. Whatever. He used what I wrote in a promo. Like, come on, come on. For those who don't what? watch wrestling, Shinsuke Nakamura is like if Michael Jackson was Japanese and the best wrestler there is. And it's oh, amazing. Oh, no, 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 no. If he was Freddie Mercury. Two amazing comparisons. Either way, in that Venn diagram, yeah. somewhere is Shinsuke yeah. and my heart. So, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. So, um, I don't want to make this into a wrestling podcast. I could talk about it for forever. I feel bad now. <laughs> yeah. Joe, um, as far as uh, what's your biggest inspiration as an artist? What IP or what the piece of artwork? Joe, you still with us? Might have been disconnect. Oh no, he says he's there. Ah, uh, I don't know. Am I still here? Oh god. Yeah. Oh, there we go. You're good. There we go. Oh, yeah, so what's inspiration for your art? <clears throat> oh, God, there's a lot of stuff. Um, he hates this question for some reason. Yeah, I never know how to answer, and my brain just kind of, like, shits itself and dies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, like, old manga from the 70s for some reason. Um <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I've had comics like my entire life. Like I inadvertently ended up teaching myself to read with the whole uh, issue where Batman got his back broken. Um, <laughs> just kind of always 
been uh, I just completely lost my train of thought. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> no, that's fine. It's easy. It's <laughs> cool to trace back where the influence goes and how strong uh, art styles could be and the, you know, just where they've taken root and seeing where they are now and seeing that reflected in modern comics. It's really cool. Yeah. Nice save. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to save, you know, but no, that's a good, good enough answer. Like 70s uh, manga is really cool. I haven't read any. The earliest I've read is like uh, some early Akira Toriyama, some early Dragon Ball stuff. But yeah, no, it's really cool to see that style and see how many different styles can be displayed in uh, Western comics. It's really sweet. So, yeah. Um, I did this... want to ask uh, Lana quick. Hmm. Yeah, go on. Whoops. Uh, Bye. (laughs) 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 Oh, Bash says the audio is a little Uh, wonky. Yeah, I will say Bash himself is also a hunter main. Uh, I was a warlock main. Um, Oh. yeah, can you care to elaborate on that? How, what do you think of Destiny right now? Uh, so I'm really having fun with Witch Queen. I just finished the campaign. I just got... Oh my god, what is that? Uh, Parasite. I just got the Parasite Grenade Launcher. I'm really uh, really enjoying it. I just switched it out for my Twisted Sister. No, my Crowd Pleaser. I've been making the Crowd Pleaser for my Grenade Launcher for a thousand years, which replaced my Twisted Sister uh, Grenade Launcher. But my... Um, uh, uh, I still haven't gotten Galhorn yet, uh, or uh, completing that um, the Vox Obscura quest, because uh, I I just suck. I don't know what it is, and I'm really trying my best here. So I'm using Trinity Ghoul to take out the ads that just kind of swarm you, because then you have to get that debuff to deposit into like those crystals. And then what else am I using? Uh, crate, love crate. Crate is probably one of my favorite new auto rifles right now, especially with like that poison aspect. Uh, that bow is really good too that they just put out for this expansion. Something skin to the skin. I can't remember what it's called right now, but it I have that. And so you, you've been you've been playing Destiny for a while, then, huh? Uh, five years. Oh, I wow. played Destiny. I played Destiny one for like a few months, and then Destiny two hit, and yeah. so I'm just I'm on there. Um, I'm on there almost every day. Um, uh, I know Guardian Games started yesterday. I haven't done anything with it, uh, so uh, I've been working, and I know bad. Uh, but <laughs> I've been having fun. But I'm always in Crucible. I'm always in Gambit. Uh, I love how they've kind of switched it up with the Gambit Labs. Um, but yeah, I'm always I'm always into something. I'm always into something. So yeah. Uh, I saw the boss it. that just kicks you to death. I like that boss. He just there, eats you. There, well, there's a few of those. There's a few of those that do that. Uh, that that giant ogre in the Gallahorn quest does that. There's somebody else that does that that just kind of pisses me off. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I get close. Uh, but I'm trying to get to my... There's one, because there's one quest that I kind of can do barely but any guide i've kind of seen like you have to be 1550 if you are not 1550 you will get eaten and so i make it to a certain and i make it to a certain point because i think i'm like 1545 something like that with my like artifact bonus my uh light level bonus and i make it and then there is a certain point where i am just destroyed like it's not even fun, and I and I do my best, and I do my best with it. But then I watch somebody who is like fifteen fifty six, and they just breeze. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> all right, fine. I guess I will get it. God damn it. So um, I, I I am going to try to like I, I try to do my dailies as much as I can. I do try to do my weeklies and just try to. But I eventually I'm just running out of like legendary shards to make uh enhance like when the enhancement cores to make um those mods to upgrade my weapons like i just run out of stuff for a minute so then i have to go back and grind and then it's it's an endless cycle um but yeah i'm a hunter main 
usually solar class because I have my shards of Galanor. So every time I kind of use my blade barrage, it's nasty because it just replenishes. Like my blade barrage and my shards of Galanor and mayhem is stupid. Like it's relentless. But the because they just did a they just did a gauntlet for um, Revenant. I want to say that uh, does your whatever the weapon is, the super for the Revenant uh, stasis subclass is. And that's gross, too. Like, all of stasis is gross. Uh, just it's... All classes, not just... Not just <laughs> right. It's it's all gross across the board. Um, but I, I feel like the Revenant subclass is just... It's, ugh, it's stupid. Um, I'm not saying nerf it. Don't nerf it. Uh, don't nerf anything. Um, and it's part of the fun, right? Yeah, it's it's part of yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> um, anytime they debuff something, it uh, God, they just took a debuff out of something I was maining for a really long time too. Uh, can't remember right now, but yeah, no, I'm always so. If you see me on, just uh, I can give you my gamer. I can give you my tag and just add me. And you just see me on if you need. If you just want a crucible buddy or like a a gambit. <laughs> A damn it, pal. Whatever, uh, or you know, strike Rindo, pal. So let's do it. But yeah, oh yeah. So, uh, Beast Heart Strikers. What's the best way for people to want to read it? How would you uh, point them in that direction? <laughs> <laughs> it's tough with these uh, Infrogo Red books and books that are just kind of like in the ether. There, we're just trying to uh, chase them down. How can these Give guys it- support it? Oh my God! Uh, give us money, uh, and then it's sort of like uh, it's sort of like uh, that the Kenner Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> we'll give you the box background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, g- <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, you know, I'll give you a picture of a comic. I eventually will give you. Um, like, here's the stupid thing. And this isn't even a joke. The two print file is in our Dropbox right now. Frank is reworking the lettering so we can have it to print. I wanted to do, to go to print today. But Joe caught something that was really beneficial. And so Frank is working on that. Joe just did an inside cover. And then as well as back matter. There is a two print and two, uh, two print file right now so sometime this week uh hopefully tomorrow um i will actually because they're closed today so it doesn't really matter there's a really good printing company in michigan we've been using for years take it to them first thing in the morning but in the meantime upload all of our shit again to comiXology issues one two and three uh and hopefully we will have that ready for you sometime in like the next month or so. I'd like to have it done by Heroes Con personally. Uh cuz we're we're doing Heroes. I'm doing a show in Des Moines coming back for a day. <laughs> then leaving for Atlanta for Momocon. Then I'll be there for a week. If the show isn't a week, I'm from Atlanta, but like I want to see people I haven't seen in like 2 years. And then come back home. Then I'm going to a Power Rangers convention in Atlanta for my birthday because, of course, (laughs) uh, Ranger Stop. It's called Ranger Stop. Um, So doing that. And then I'll have like I'll have some merch. I'll have some books with me on there. So if you see me, um, I'm going to have people like stop me if you I'm going to bring some books with me. Uh, And then we have pins in the works. We have um, our heart coin pins. That merch is getting done, and then uh, I have a table at Heroes Con, and then Joe's going to be floating around that with me and um, Sarah Amundsen, who is an artist that we have something out this year. So, uh, so yeah. Sorry, it <laughs> sucks. I know it sucks, uh, but for the right now, uh, go buy issues eleven through fourteen of Radiant Black. <laughs> Um, I was gonna say the same thing. So follow uh, Land Pitts and and Joe on Twitter there, probably for the best updates, right? Land, what's your what's your Twitter handle? 
uh, pissed off. That's P I double T S E D uh, underscore O double F. Perfect. Perfect. Joe, what's yours? Is it Joe Loves Comics? Uh, it's Joe underscore Hunter. That's it. He he kept it simple. <laughs> but I can't do Land Pits because apparently someone tried to like take that tag and imposter me and they froze that tag. I can't use that tag. Jesus. Jesus. So I, I, I'm just using my brand and the name I've had for like 10 years. Uh, and follow Frank. And Frank's got a pretty easy name too. It's Go Frank Go. Uh, Frank is the heart of the team. So awesome. And uh, uh, Beast Hall Strikers has a Twitter account as well. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's just Beast Strikers because Beast. Yeah, it's just at Beast Strikers. At Beast because, Strikers, yeah. Yeah, because BSR Strikers was too much and I didn't like it. Um, so it's just at Beast Strikers, and that's where uh, all of us reside with like our art and everything like that too. Perfect. Awesome. It was uh, great to have you guys. I had a lot of fun recording this episode. Um, you know, we had a little bit of mic issues, but shit happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, looking well, forward to uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. Well, thank you guys for covering, uh, you know, Radiant Black as a whole. It's a really good book, and um, Kyle and his team are great. And uh, I hope people who are listening to this give us, you know, a shot and don't yell at us that stuff isn't readily available. We are working at that. So. No, we get it. I'm, we're we're all excited to see more of your work and Beast Heart Striker specifically. Um, all right, man. You got anything else to say, Matt? I uh, no, no. Thank uh, you. I uh, what's funny is I just noticed that uh, in you talking about Kyle, I just realized he's more like Mr. Burnett than I'm sure he'd like to admit with the wisdom and I'm sure the uh, the raisin uh, the raisin oatmeal and stuff and giving you the same wisdom the stuff that you need to hear, which is useful. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, really informative to hear about the process and stuff like that, and uh, it's it's so surreal that you guys even want to come on and uh, talk about the book with us. And uh, thanks so much for having you guys both on here. It's been great. All right, thank uh, you guys so so much. Do an ad real quick. Uh, shout out to uh, Marty. Marty Stoked on Twitter. Uh, he's a moderator in our Discord. He's a big fan of Beast Hot Strikers. He wanted to be here with us today, but he had work. He reads it with his kids, and he says um, he's had a lot of fun uh, reading it with his kids. So shout out to Marty. Shout out, Marty. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Radiant Black Pod, and uh, stay radiant, everybody. Peace.